here. This is is Rewrite Radio. Radio, This is Rewrite Radio. This is Rewrite Radio. Thank you all for coming. It's what makes us more human because it connects us. Just look. Look at this world. A podcast from the Festival of Faith and Writing. Hi, I'm Jennifer Holberg, co-director of the Calvin Center for Faith and Writing and the chair of the Calvin uh, English Department. I'm so delighted today to be hosting this episode of Rewrite Radio, uh, especially because it's about the history of the Festival of Faith and Writing. And joining me today to talk about it are people who were there at the very beginning, beginning with some of my current colleagues, Gary Schmidt, who joined the department in 1985, Mm. Don Hedinga, who joined the department in 1984, and then we're especially glad to have Henry Barron with us, who is an Emeriti colleague of ours, Uh, and served in the department from 1968 to 1997. Most importantly, Henry is the founding director of the Festival of Faith and Writing. So we're especially pleased to get to talk to these three folks about what happened in the early days of the festival in those, at the first conference and really in those early years. So I actually want to start off by asking you all, what was happening in the department and maybe in our profession more generally in the late 80s Uh, that led uh, you all to want to host uh, this kind of initial gathering. Um, What kind of things were you all talking about with each other that made you think this would be a a, a great thing to start? Can I say something? Um, I don't remember us talking about that together, actually, as a department. It really started when Rudy Weeb, the Canadian uh, Mennonite author, uh, visited the department and he and I had a conversation at one point, and we talked about um, how important it would be, how how needful, really, for serious writers and readers of faith to get together, uh, to be together in each other's company. Uh, Readers who, who appreciated literary craftsmanship, depth of character, uh, substantive themes that deal with reality, um, complexity, and writers who were sometimes attacked by the Christian community were underappreciated, um, sometimes just, just ignored at its worst, even rejected, uh, often criticized because they were using language and dealing with subjects that reflected a reality that readers didn't approve of. So writers and readers who didn't necessarily shy away, not not the typical Christian bookstore kind, who didn't shy away from a a reality uh, that that can be dark, um, lived all around us and and throughout the world. that conversation planted an idea in my head that refused to go away. Um, and more and more I thought about the need to, to make that happen, to have these readers and writers of faith get together somehow, to maybe learn from each other, to appreciate each other, to support each other, uh, to affirm each other. Uh, that's That need became increasingly more of an urgent thought to me. So we had to make that happen somehow. 
Yeah. So, Henry, what did you do to sort of take oh, this idea that you had, this really important idea of sort of moving beyond the Christian bookstore and really thinking more about uh, what it means to be a faithful writer? How did you get the rest of the department involved with that? Well, um, everything started from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. So um, a good thing, I really didn't think long about what I was biting off because it required an awful lot of work. Um, you had to go to the department chair to get the approval. You had to go to the provost to get the approval. You had to get the, your colleagues uh, along with you. Then you had to go to maybe select colleagues who you thought might serve, would like to serve, on the committees, because there would have to be many committees. Um, so then the committee appointments, each committee with its own focus. Um, so, so much work needed to be done. There's so many meetings that you had. You, you, know, you were going to talk about what audience are we talking about? Whom do we advertise for? Um, what what kind of writers are we going to select and so forth? Um, how are we going to get so meetings with publishers, meetings with all kinds of people, and emails and, and phone calls, and uh, where would we get the money, uh, sponsors and so forth? Uh, so, and all of this for all the committee members, and it was beautiful how they participated and how they took hold of this and became enthusiastic about it. And uh, spent much time because all of us had our normal teaching load, and this was on top of all of that. So it was a lot of work, but eventually it got there to a uh, off to a, a tentative uh, kind of small start, somewhat of a hundred people, a bit more than that. But the idea was to to form a community, you know, of writers and readers, and with that small group, you you had easily that feeling of community. Mm -hmm. So the, the first, as you can tell from ah. the title, it had in the title, the Contemporary Christian Writers and Community. Yeah, so this is the, this is the uh, for those of you listening on our podcast, I'm holding up the program from the very first, uh, uh, what, what, what is now the festival, what, what we date it from when it says on the front, Contemporary Christian Writers in Community, April 19 through 21. Uh, a date that we've continued, uh -huh. a, a spring date we've continued to hold. And I want to talk a little bit more about what's, what's in here. But, yeah, um, yeah it just, it's, it's, it's exciting, though, to think about this idea of the contemporary writer mm -hmm. because my, my understanding from hearing some of you talk in the past is that um, you know, there's a lot of conferences on folks um, from the past, so Flannery O'Connor or John Donne or whatever, but the, there was this important emphasis on contemporary. Gary, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the importance of maybe the contemporary part. Yeah, it's, what Henry has described is, is really um, exactly, as I remember much of it too. It, there, was, there was a lot of resistance, right? I mean, I think Henry, you were one of the, in terms of the senior members of the department, you were pretty much alone on that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the resistance was, is this something that we can do? Um, but also, is this something that we should do? Mm -hmm. um, is this the kind of work that we are hired here for? Will it interfere with our teaching and blah, blah, blah? And you, we still have some of that, right? Where there's, there is so much work to go into this. Um, and I think those of us who went into it, and Don, you're certainly one too, 
um, we really did face um, issues of people who were thinking, no, 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 this is not what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And we were not tenured then. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't even have term, I think we were both on term positions in these early days. So there was a lot of that that went on. Um, but then you're right, I think there was this real interest in is it possible to bring, to create the kind of community that Henry was talking about, where we have people come and who talk about their work who really don't have any other place to go talk about it like yeah. this. We became a, a unique uh, menu for people to, to, to do that. And it was, the repeated conversation from those folks was how wonderful it was to be able to come here and actually talk about issues of faith and writing in ways that they cannot do elsewhere, mm -hmm. uh, anywhere, really. And that became a really exciting thing for us. It became a way to not only minister to our audience as they listen to these writers, but for those writers to be ministered to, mm -hmm. um, which I think is still true mm -hmm. today. And I think that that, that was an animating, that was something yeah. that animated a lot of our work. After the first meeting, we realized that there were these different communities, the, yeah. the Christian bookstore people, the, the CBA bookstore, and the American bookstore people, and that there were teachers and readers that were in these separate communities that didn't get a chance to talk. Mm -hmm. And I remember the gatherings at the very, the tired gatherings at the end of a conference mm -hmm. in, the, in the manor house, and, and attendees saying, oh, we're so grateful that we yeah. found a place where we can have this conversation yeah. at our university or yeah. wherever we might be, we couldn't have it. And, it. and it truly became something that we realized, well, we can set up this big tent and bring in people that might mm -hmm. not talk mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember, and it probably wasn't the first or the second conference, but I remember calling up a uh, an editorial house and uh, of a prominent writer um, who wrote for the in an ABA market and saying, um, "Well, I'm from this festival, which talks about faith and writing." And the editor said, "Well, she's not a Christian, <laughs> and uh, or she's not a Christian writer, and." Um, uh, and this is someone who had Amazing Grace in the title of her most recent book, and it was about snake handling um, in the evangelical or in the fundamentalist South. And uh, mm -hmm. she clearly was thinking about yeah. spirituality and, yeah. and writing. Mm -hmm. But that seemed the Christian world was very distinct mm -hmm. uh, in the book selling mm -hmm. market from the. Yeah, it's interesting. I went in the archives yesterday and, and found some of y'all's minutes, of, of, oh, really? of which there are many. Um, but I brought a, something along that's one of your, it's not the final, but it's, it's about a preliminary draft. Um, and your general description says, um, the conference will focus on writers who, however non-sectarian their intentions and audience, so getting at that American mm -hmm. book-selling audience, yeah. are identified as participating in or originating from a religious community. Yeah. Um, participants will consider how such writers see their craft and vision, what forms they find most compelling, and how they see their potential markets and publics, and how those markets see them. Um, and then the other thing that I think is kind of interesting that I'd love you all to talk a little bit more about is this next part. Differing from a traditional academic conference, this conference is directed towards a wider audience of current and would-be writers, editors, and publishers, and the general reading public. 
And I think that's another real distinctive that got set in motion with the mm. very first conference was the sense that we're not this, but we're also not this. And I, you used the word earlier, Big Ten, mm -hmm. Don. And I, I, how do you think that that, why was that important to y'all? And then also, why do you think that's been so important then over the, over the next 30 years? Well, I, I think that, that, that we simply realized that, um, that readers were the, the group of people that were, were being overlooked. We went to academic conferences, uh, there were regional Christianity and literature conferences, and we'd find ourselves talking. And, um, and Dale Brown, who was in the department then and who was, uh, was significant in the development of the festival, um, really had uh, a, a passion for uh, for readers and readers groups and, and book clubs and um, and so we started thinking about why not mm -hmm. and Lionel Basney who um, died uh, early on in the, the years of the, of the mm -hmm. festival was really influential in its in its formation mm -hmm. talked about a a circus or a carnival atmosphere, uh, uh, or maybe, maybe that's how we came up with festival. But I remember debating. You read those uh, those minutes, and I remember uh, wordsmiths that that we are um, from this tradition, deba debating those specific mm -hmm. words and thinking about what kind of implication they would have for the sort of people that would come in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. yeah. Having having those conversations were were really important, and and so early on too, we thought, okay, we don't just want sessions; we want to set up conversation tables, or have rooms for discussion, or have uh, dinner times when people can uh, have can meet with people of similar interests in an unstructured way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that readers and writers, right? Right. So that yeah. we have lots of things for people who write, but also people who read, mm -hmm. and all the ways that happens. Mm -hmm. We've had a strong tradition in children's writing, and both of you are expert in that. Can you talk a little bit about how that emerged? Um, that that emphasis mm -hmm. was just your all's interest, or was because it's important. I think that we have so many different genres too. Right. Right. I noticed in the minutes there was a debate about. Christian romance. Should we have a Christian <laughs> romance session? Which we did. Uh, which we did, yeah. right. And, uh, you know, if you look at this program, there's lots of different things in here, uh, you know, including faith, faith community in writing. I mean, the alienation of women from faith. I thought that was quite fascinating. Even this idea of what is Christian literature. Yeah. And I know in 94, I think it was, Doris Betts came and said, oh, she didn't like Christian as an adjective. Mm -hmm. right. And that's kind of been one of our things as well, is what does the Christian mean? Or as we've moved into other faith traditions, what is Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or these other, what does that mean mm -hmm. as an adjective? Is that a necessary adjective? Mm -hmm. um, but even things like um, communion or community, uh, Anyway, I, th I think it's fascinating that we've, even in the very first one that had, you know, uh, eight sessions, um, we still had lots of different, this, this interest in different kinds of genre, mm -hmm. but also that interest in community. Can, can you all think a little bit, talk a little bit about the, the genres? Because we could have called it the Festival of Faith and Literature, mm -hmm. right. which mm -hmm. we didn't. It's writing to try to be, my understanding is as broad as can possibly be, right? Mm -hmm. and, and neither is it faith, it's not Christian 
What's I mean, it's not right. festival of Christianity and literature or anything. Right. And we meant it to be a larger tent, and that took a while for mm -hmm. it to grow. We did begin with people like Elie Wiesel coming and Kayan Poltak and Yafa Laik and. I mean, amazing number of people who are in the Jewish tradition. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, the Satanic Verses, mm -hmm. Salman Rushdie, Rushdie. Um, who began to come. And that really opened things up in ways that, that we were all, I think, pretty excited about. Um, the Children's Lit, too. We didn't want it to just be one narrow area. We wanted it to have um, all sorts of writing, all sorts of reading, so that anything could open, even Christian romances, mm -hmm. um, even though none of us ever read them, probably. <laughs> but it was terrific just to see the extraordinary variety. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back, I mean, didn't we want to put together a, f a festival we wanted to go to? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, isn't that really what was <laughs> happening here? It, what we didn't, you know, the scholarly um, conferences are great and we learn a lot, but this was more than that, is to live something. Mm -hmm. And I think that really informed us. What mm -hmm. would we enjoy? Yeah, and we wanted to have conversations. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. yeah, it was so gratifying after the first one. Um, you mentioned that we all getting together in the manor house and yeah. people were talking about how much this has meant to them. Mm -hmm. and, and so gratifying that they said, can we do this again? Can we stay yeah. in touch? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and so it evolved mm -hmm. from there on. And as you mentioned, Dale Brown was mm, very much the, the person who led that evolution, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's still going on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I think every single one is a little bit different. Yeah. Right. It struck me, too, in your minutes, uh, the very first list that you all had of people you wanted as keynotes, <laughs> you didn't get a single one of them, but every single one of them, every single one of them came, though, in the next six to eight really? years. You had every single one of your dream people mm. ended up coming, which I also think is kind of amazing. If you visit our website or you, you, uh, you know, look at any history of the festival, just the incredible level of talent that you all were able to bring in those early early um, festivals as they moved into 94, 96. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By 98, you know, you have, as you say, Elie Wiesel. Yeah. Uh, you mm -hmm. have a Nobel Prize winner. Yeah. Um, and so just that work in those first 10 years is, is incredible to see, to see how, how many writers were hungry to come. Um, and wanted to be yeah. part of that. So, Henry, I guess I wonder, you know, it strikes me as I look back at some of our kind of central shaping principles that hospitality really seems to be an important kind of part of the DNA. Can you, can you talk a little bit about hospitality as kind of a key value? Well, hospitality is part of being a community, right? <laughs> you know, you, you want to be together. And I think that hospitality that has widened the tent you know, that's, that's, that's a function of hospitality. Um, and that people keep coming back, many of the of readers yeah. keep coming back. You know, they can't wait for it to happen again. They, they just love it. As well as writers. There's some writers who have been to practically every, every one of these. You know, have come back again and again. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the whole atmosphere has been, even though it has grown, 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 and, and the danger is, I suppose, that as it grows wider, bigger, and so forth, that the hospitality pulls back a little bit. You don't feel it as intensely as you did at, yeah. at first. But uh, I trust that value is, is still very much a part of the ongoing, we hope we can meet in person again sometime, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. right. That's when you can really show hospitality. Very much, yeah. yeah. I think we tried to be really intentional in 
the invitations that we made and in the shaping of the of the festival. Um, one thing we thought about academic conferences in particular would be, okay, there these people who never saw each other before were suddenly on the stage together and no one had really thought about the, the content of their presentations and such. And so we, as that was one important role of the, the department members was to anticipate the kind of conversations mm -hmm. that that they might have and to suggest titles and to put people together that might not ordinarily be on the same panel mm -hmm. at, at a conference um, mm -hmm. uh, to do to do interviews and to uh, to yeah, give the opportunity for these writers and what, all the participants to talk about areas that they hadn't talked about before. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't only the Christian writers that were getting an opportunity to uh, finally talk to a bigger audience, but it was writers who were Christians or people of faith that suddenly found themselves in a, a more open community. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people, um, young adult writers mm -hmm. that have turned and said, I've never been asked that question mm -hmm. before about spirituality. Um, and they realized what a unique forum this was and really I, uh, what kind of approach Calvin took to, mm -hmm. to these questions. I think when John Updike was on a on the podium, I think he had a moment of realization in which he realized, hmm, this is a really different mm -hmm. audience. The, these, these people care about ideas. They care about faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and lots of different kinds of, so people <clears throat> who maybe are Christian but not in the same faith traditions actually right. speak to one another. Right. Um, and that we've always tried very hard to have people from progressive, conservative, however you, or you maybe have a, uh, a background but mm -hmm. uh, are not an active practitioner. And I, I think that's been important too, that sort of we were hospitable to all the different mm -hmm. ideas. I think one of the other key parts of our DNA that really strikes me is that from the very first conference, we've had students involved. Mm -hmm. um, because so many of these things we could we as the faculty could basically hang out with the writers and have a great time or have other um, you know, community members, but we've always included students mm -hmm. um, as mm -hmm. a really important part. So I guess I, I, mm -hmm. I'm curious, you know, to talk to me about student involvement over the years and, and why, why that, that's really key to even what we do here at Calvin. Well, I'll give you one really good example. Um, as, as we've gone along, along, we've, of course, had the writing major come in since the first one. And so it's not just the writers that our students have been hosting, but it's also the editors and the publishers mm -hmm. and the agents and people like that. Mm -hmm. And for them, for a new writer, a student writer, to connect with an editor is fabulous. Mm -hmm. I mean, beyond belief, fabulous. Mm -hmm. And here's a very practical way that this really helped. Um, a student who, a writing major, whose internship in New York City dried up and she is literally nowheresville. I mean, in a few days she's, driving, she's going to New York, or she had planned to. All I had to do was call up an agent that had been here from, I think, little, not an agent, but an editor, from Little Brown. Yeah. And they said, I got this student, here's the situation, do you want, here she is, would you talk with her on the phone, and would you be interested? She said, I don't need to talk to her, I know you guys. Yes, she can come. 
And she got that was her internship, and mm. that's completely because of the festival. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful thing for mm. a writing major to have those things, mm -hmm. yeah. for the, to listen to the writers, yeah. but also to meet the others. Yeah, mm -hmm. and all our tracks, right? Whether Absolutely. whatever track you're in, if you're a reader, yeah. we. Uh, I still remember the two students who hosted My Angelou and then walking with her across campus and sitting with her in the green room and mm. what a thrill mm -hmm. to get to dinner with Frederick Beekner yeah. or sit mm -hmm. with her or all of them but I think as you say the editors the publishers yeah. all of that yeah Donna I, I yeah no I, I that that spark there's so many memories but mm -hmm. I, I mean I just remember these wonderful moments when students re would realize that these writers are are people too. Um, when sitting in the commons and Mary Carr leaning over and, and asking the student, now what are you interested in? And um, could I see some of your writing? Um, and it really opened an imaginative world, I think, for, for the students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's an incredible opportunity that you don't get a lot of places, right. whether yeah. you're a faculty member or a staff member, mm -hmm. a community member, or our students, to really right. be involved yeah. Yeah. in this incredible conversation mm -hmm. and hopefully launch you on a lifetime of, of reading and writing or working in the mm -hmm. publishing industry or just having a great book group at your church. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned yeah. that before. Well, what uh, we, what mm -hmm. we'll never know is how many yeah. of our students who were part of this or continue to be part of this mm -hmm who then go on to be, say, secondary teachers, yeah. who can say, you know, I, I had dinner with Maya Angelou, and she mm -hmm. told me this time, mm -hmm. and what that does in the classroom, mm -hmm. I had dinner with Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. or whatever, and we'll yeah. never hear those stories, mm -hmm. probably, mm -hmm. but we know that those their students will be different from that's our student having mm -hmm. had yeah. that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I suppose if you're one of our students listening on the podcast today, please feel free to email us and, and yeah. tell us those stories. Yeah. We'd love mm -hmm. to hear them. Um, because we just, we always say, and I, this is interesting, I mentioned before the April date, um, but we've always been in the school year. And yeah. uh, that's an interesting choice, right? Because I know I've heard in the past that there was maybe could we move to the summer, or could we move to spring break, but, but I think we've, we've tended to resist that, right? Because it's so central to our educational yeah. mission. Mm -hmm. Do you, you all want to talk about that a little bit more? <laughs> or well, not? You guys, <laughs> you guys in the last few years have brought lots of schools and so maybe you mm -hmm. should talk about that because yeah. there's so many schools who come to hear the YA folks and the yeah. elementary um, ed stuff and elementary ed stuff but mm -hmm. the younger kids as yeah. well and that I mean imagine the effect of that yeah. imagine the effect yeah. of someone mm -hmm. who actually sees this is the writer we've been reading mm -hmm. right. it's fantastic I think we we really tried to you know live into this idea of how do we serve the community yeah. well yeah and so to open up our first opening event to always be a uh, a children's or adolescent uh, mm -hmm. a writer for adolescents, um, and we just extend that hospitality as much as we can. Well, and having the school groups in like yeah. the first three or four rows, right? Exactly. I mean, they're right up front. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. Right. And we really want to cultivate lifelong readers. Mm -hmm. And we want to say you're invited to whatever, wherever you are, whatever your, whatever your interest is, we have the genre we've got, uh, and we're interested in you coming in and chatting with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don, a, a few a few days ago, we were talking a little bit. One of the one of the things that happens at every festival is the Stanley Wiersma uh, Memorial Lecture, mm -hmm. and uh, I wonder. And you were you were mentioning to me how important he was, sort of in your thinking, or just being in the department at the mm -hmm. beginning, overlapping. I think just a tiny bit with him. Yes. Before yeah. his premature yeah. 
death. Can you can you talk yeah. about maybe that part of of, uh, of our heritage? Well, I mean, Stanley was uh, both. Uh, he was a he was a mentor of mine. He was a, a wonderful teacher, um, and of, of course, a, a very creative person who um, who always sought to bring out creativity in in students and in in the department. And uh, after after his death, then uh, the the Wiersma family. Uh, Sponsored, uh, wanted to sponsor a, a lecture, and so it, it may have been. I don't know if Rudy Weeb uh, came at, as the Weirsma lecturer, but I know that that for many years there was kind of a parallel mm -hmm. yep. there, and then the Weirsma lecture became uh, started taking part of of the festival. Um, but um, for those who were there at those times. Uh, Stan was someone who really kind of represented community in the, the Christian Reformed Dutch community. He kind of stood out as a person who was the, um, the chronicler of, of Dutch-American uh, culture in Iowa and, um, and, and, and then that was, uh, was a contribution that the, the festival could draw on and, and build on and, and grow with. Yeah. I mean, as someone who joined the department later, 1998, uh, I really did feel when I came in the department sort of the heritage, right? Mm -hmm. We had people, the, the memory of Stanley Where's My actually had his office, mm -hmm. and I had people huh. wanting to stop in and sort of look at it again or <laughs> tell me stories about him. Mm -hmm. My very first call class was about him. But then you mentioned... Um, um, you know, Lionel, who we also now have a memorial reading for, mm -hmm. Bill Vandekoppel, who was another uh, longtime department member, Dale Brown, mm -hmm. all of whom we now try to honor mm -hmm. with, with at the festival and really keep up the memory of all <coughs> these. Uh, I mean, my, my sense is, uh, the, of the festival is that how many hands have had, had to do work to, to get it done, that mm -hmm. there's so many, many people untold students, all the faculty, mm -hmm. the staff here at, at, at uh, Calvin, and of course our local publishers too, right. that, that this is just an all hands on deck kind of event, um, and that it's, it's wonderful to come out of a place with such a strong heritage mm -hmm. of, of interest in this, this kind of thing. I wonder if y'all can mention a little bit about the publishers, because they were also a part of it. Uh, I know Henry from the very beginning. They were. I remember we had um, dinner meetings with Erdman's and uh, some of the others and try to get them on board and mm -hmm. to be um, help with the finances of course but also be very much a part of the festival and uh, it, it was really amazing uh, we, we didn't run into uh, a lot of uh, no we don't want to have any part of this mm -hmm. you know they were they all get kind of on board and excited about it and uh, they're all still part of it. They sure are. And uh, we appreciate that. That's, uh, I remember um, Ed Erickson was a chairman at the time, so he had to give the approval in the first place. Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead and see what you can do. Uh, and, and he came along with a meeting with, uh, with Bill Erdman at mm -hmm. the time, and we had a, a good session. And yeah, what was this thing going to turn into, and how much of their resources were worthy of uh, mm -hmm. you know, being part of this? Well, they had no idea, of course, none of us, 
what it eventually evolved into. But um, it was wonderful to have their support at the beginning. Yeah. And I think, as Gary mentioned earlier, such a wonderful resource yeah. to have us thinking about publishing, publishing from the professional end and mm -hmm. from the writerly end, and, and really trying to think about how story gives us more to be faithful with in all these different ways yeah. and, and having that wonderful partnership. Um, I wonder if you all could think, talk a little bit, since we've talked about the, the first title was Contemporary Christian Writers and Community, how did it evolve through, uh, <laughs> through Conference 94, which was called Christian Writers and Their Communities, uh, instead of Writers in yeah. Community? And then finally, 96, we finally get to the very first one that's, that's called Festival. So maybe you all could, could talk about what was that evolution between 1990 and 1996, those, those, those steps that were taken. I don't know which of you want to talk about it. Go ahead, Henry. I think you already mentioned, uh, and Gary did, I, I think, that um, the tent became wider. So it was not just, it was people of faith. I think from the beginning, when Rudy and I talked about it, we were talking in terms of people of faith. Mm -hmm. And since Christian faith was closest to us, so that's, mm -hmm. that became part of the title. But there are many other groups of people of faith that became represented eventually. Fairly early on, because you know every two years, so it started in 90, 90 by ninety six you had mm -hmm. festival. Yep. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that expanded quite quite rapidly. Very rapidly, yeah. from one hundred and twenty people, I think, is the official yeah. count for the first one. To you're already almost hitting. I think nine hundred was the yeah. attendance mm -hmm. in ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of amazing growth. Mm -hmm. I, I know it, that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It, it it wasn't always easy though. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want to send that message that this yeah. just happened easily because there was sometimes resistance to having having people from this or that yeah. faith tradition. Mm -hmm. um, and there were, even in our department, folks who just were not, no, that's not what we really do. Mm -hmm. So when we had Elie Wiesel, I mean, he's Elie Wiesel. I mean, mm -hmm. it's pretty hard to argue that you shouldn't have Elie Wiesel. Um, but that opened up a lot. But then we had Raymond Singer, who's mm -hmm. a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. um, he wrote Mulan, the film Mulan. Um, and he was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant here, and that sort of helped us to, mm -hmm. both of those guys mm -hmm. helped us to get past it, yeah. uh, or to get past the sort of the difficulty. Mm -hmm. And then there was all the issues with, with Rushdie, then there were folks who didn't want Rushdie yeah. to come, and there was also the issue was still under the fatwa, so there was a security, a big security yeah. fear mm -hmm. uh, with that. Um, those are, there was a lot to get past, yeah. and we mm -hmm. had to convince people. Yeah. Um, even at one of our presidents, who was not so sure about um, uh, um, Elie Wiesel coming, but then when he came, was really won over mm -hmm. and became a really, really big supporter of the festival. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the, the, what you see in the names is our attempt, uh, these English types, attempt <laughs> at marketing and trying to, I mean, sure, all, we have the notion of all these different groups and how they could come together, but, but how do you reach them? Yeah. How do you not... How do you keep people from maybe having a negative response to Christian as an adjective? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so I think that that's how we went from those, 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 various, uh, those various names to thinking of it as, as a festival, as we realized the kind of conversations that were, that were taking place and uh, the, the more festive atmosphere. Um, and we really recognized too that as when we set up that tent, I think it, Susan Felch, who was um, on 
one of the people who worked on the committee in, uh, in some of the middle years said, unless we have people from every side complaining yeah. to us, mm -hmm. we're not mm -hmm. doing a good festival. Right. So we need someone complaining about Salman Rushdie. We also need a fan of Salman Rushdie complaining about some of the CBA writers. Yeah. Why would you have that Christian romance writer? Um, and um, No, I think that's really important to get out, that, this, yeah. that the festival really, I think, partly has thrived partly because of its vision casting. Mm -hmm. It continues to sort of say, well, but what, how can we think about all of this? What is story? How is story transforming us? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you're right to, to say it's never been easy. Uh, money is always tight. Um, I was noticing some of your early budgeting. I almost brought uh -huh. some of the early budgets. <laughs> I thought that was maybe a little too painful to <laughs> look at early <laughs> budgets. But every single time we have to think about, you know, how to pay the writers, how to, you know, how to put on all of we before we went on air. You know, Henry, we were talking about shuttles and meals, and I mean, it's a it's a ginormous uh, undertaking mm -hmm. uh, with a very always a very thin yeah. uh, staff and a very small budget. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I would say that part of that is the daring. I mean, if if you think about this committee or this this group that put this on for all these years. It's a daring committee. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember, do you remember that meeting, Don? We were in Dale's office, you, me, and Dale, and Annie Dillard had said yes. Mm -hmm. And then she gave us the figure, and we all turned white. <laughs> we were like, really? And we worked through it, and we worked through it. We didn't even actually work through it financially. We just said, do we want her? Can we possibly make this work? Mm -hmm. And we said yes. And she came. And then it was maybe the next year when John Updike asked us how much did she get, <laughs> he wants one thousand dollars more. Whatever Dill Dillard got, one thousand more. Yeah. And then Elie Wiesel came, and it was quintuple what she asked for. Mm. And each time, it was a daring group of people. Dale led this, and it was let's do it. This is what we have to do to to evolve, to grow. Yeah, mm. and it's exciting. Yeah, when the center was founded, our founding verse was from Ephesians, right? Above and beyond what we can <laughs> ask or imagine. <laughs> because I think that that has been really the testimony of the festival from the very beginning, mm -hmm. that we continue to have people who help fund us yeah. or generous donors or mm -hmm. partnerships with various folks or just the daring. Yeah. Uh, let us end, I wonder if we can end with each of you telling uh, either a favorite story from, the, from one of these early festivals or a favorite story about an author um, but just maybe something to close with uh, that uh, I have one final question, but our penultimate question, uh, a, f hmm. a, fun, a fun thing you remember or something that you would love people to, to take away from those early days. I got one. Um, so we had had Ellie Wiesel at night, and I mean, it's Ellie Wiesel. And then we were going to have John Updike on the third night, and it was Catherine Patterson in the middle night. So she said, um, she, after she was introduced, she said, I'd like everyone to take out a piece of paper. And then she goes, I want you to write the name Elie Wiesel at the top. Remember this? <laughs> and then I, I want you to write the name John Updike at the bottom. So everyone does this. And then she says, now I want you to put your name between them. And then she goes, and now you know how I feel. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. so wonderful. Well, that's good. And she was as good as all of them. That's exactly right. But it, it was just, I mean, it's her humility, first yeah. off, mm -hmm. but also an acknowledgment of how extraordinary to be between right. these two giant yeah. writers. Right. 
I think uh, a couple of things stick in my mind about um, Madeline Lingle's visit. Um, it was the first time that I had a sense that uh, that a writer could have could be like the Rolling Stones or something that, <laughs> and have these incredible fans uh, because we would say she was speaking in the Fine Arts Center and I went over to um, the Commons area where we're going to have a book signing and there were people who were skipping her talk in order to line up for the, for the book signing. But then it was also so incredible to see the kind of connection that so many readers had they would not only want books signed, but they would maybe show a passage that had been memorable to them and show yeah. pictures of family that, and there, you realize that in the storytelling, there's an incredible intimacy between writer and, and reader. Um, and we don't often get a chance to see the effect of that, and I think in some of the signings and in some of the, the greeting situations, you do get a glimpse. Mm -hmm. mm. Dale used to call that uh, mysterious change my life. Yeah. And we have so many of that. If you stand in any book line, mm -hmm. you see the, just the incredible, the incredible power uh, of, of words and story mm -hmm. to, to help people. Um, and just change people's lives, mm -hmm. and as you say, rock stars. <laughs> Henry, did you have a, did you have a memory or an author that you particularly? Uh, one of my favorite memories is when um, after the the evening main speech presentation, uh, Rudy Reeb and I uh, were met by two attendants, uh, both really writers, but readers too local people, one from Holland, Michigan, and the other from Grand Rapids, who's done a lot of writing, both with Mennonite roots. Mm. So we talked together. We sat there until late at night, right, right after, you know, everybody was gone. We sat there together and just talking about uh, what it meant to be a Mennonite, all kinds of, mm, all kinds of stories that they had. It was just a very small community, but it was really sweet. Mm. And... Uh, mm. I think all of us will remember that as really a wonderful mm -hmm. conclusion to the festival. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's wonderful both the ginormous events, right, Catherine's yeah. speech, but then those very those very small moments that you can have with other people too. I think that really kind of encapsulates. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think the, yeah. the 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 what, why people uh, love 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 the festival so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the final question. So if people have never been to the festival, and we have some in the room today, some of our filmers who are hoping to watch the virtual festival. Um, but what's <clears throat> what's maybe a word or a phrase that you would say to people like the festival is, or you know, this is this is the adjective for it. Um, Serendipity. Mm. <laughs> uh, Great word. It there is always it always was amazing. I mean, we we'd work so hard and and, and hope and we'd recognize that things would go wrong. You know, it, maybe it would rain, maybe the lunches wouldn't show up or something. But there would be such goodwill mm. on the part of the attendees because they did have these moments of serendipity where they connected with a writer or they had a small conversation with, with people of similar interest. 
and and there was just something very, very rich, and um, and so the the we could see the festival as a, as a structure that would bring around little moments of grace mm. and yeah. opportunity. I'm not exactly sure how to express it. I think um, this festival is the real thing. Mm. You know, there are opportunities to go see a writer and just to worship and adore the writer. You don't learn from that, really. Mm. And there are opportunities just to see someone strut across the stage. And you don't learn from that. But you come here and you see people who are really serious. And this is what you set up, Henry. Uh, really serious about the art. Mm. They really are serious. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these people are being asked questions which are are essential questions, and they're wrestling sometimes with them for the first time. And I think that goes out, because any question asked to a, someone who's being interviewed, say, or who's talking, is also being asked to our audience. And so mm. you see a whole audience of 2,000, we're around 2,000 still, right? Mm -hmm. People who are asked, thinking about these issues for themselves. It's the real deal. It's where you, it's not screwing around. It's not just, let's have a good time, though it's some of that. It's really let me think seriously about what it means to be a writer and to be a person of faith. And I don't know where that happens very often, but it really happens here every year. Yeah, thank you. I think um, it's, it's an immersion mm -hmm. in something that expands your spirit. And I, yeah. I think that grows your love for, for the word, for images. Um, and certainly intensifies your your appreciation for having this community together. So let's, yeah, come to the festival. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised you three gentlemen thought of excellent words. My word would be gratitude, both for your time today, but also mm. for this incredible gift. Um, when I interviewed in the department, it was right before the 1998 mm. one, and I remember everyone being very excited about it. Um, and I thought, this is an interesting place to be. This is a place mm -hmm. I would want to come to. And I'm so proud to get to carry on the legacy that you established, Henry, uh, all those years ago, and has been carried forward by my colleagues, both represented here and, and obviously through our whole department. And I'm just so grateful that you all, that you had that idea. And here it is, all these years nice. later. So, so grateful to you, Henry, um, and so grateful to get to be a small part of the Festival of Faith and Writing myself. And so, so grateful for you carrying it on, being here. Thank you, Henry. Wonderful. Yes. And thank you all for listening today to this episode of Rewrite Radio. We hope you'll check out our other episodes um, and join us online for all the many things that the Center for Faith and Writing has on offer. God bless you, and thank you again for listening. Rewrite Radio is a production of the Kelvin Center for Faith and Writing, located on the campus of Kelvin University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. You can find more information about the center, our initiatives, and our signature event, the Festival of Faith and Writing, online at ccfw.kelvin.edu and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ccfwgr. You can also subscribe to our Rewrite Radio on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for more from our archives.